Now, making his way to the podcast studio all the way from Sacramento, California, he eats, sleeps, and breathes pro wrestling. He is the best self-proclaimed pro wrestling analyst in the world. Wrestling is still real to him, and he is here to keep good wrestling alive. He is the host of Snug Wrestling Podcast, the one, the only, Edgar Avila. Hello, everyone. Welcome back once again to Snug Wrestling with me. I am your host. My name is Edgar, and you can find me on social media at Snug Wrestling. Please be sure to do that. Hit me up, like, subscribe, and all that good stuff. Today is another very special edition of Snug Wrestling Podcast. I mean, they're all special. They're all special edition, but this one is one of a kind because we're going to be honoring a one of a kind talent in WWE wrestler that tragically and unfortunately passed away August 24th and his name is Bray Wyatt aka The Fiend. Triple H announced on Twitter that he received a phone call from Bray's dad WWE legend Mike Rotunda who informed Triple H of the very sad and tragic news and this one hurt. This one was really unexpected. The day before Terry Funk was also announced that he had passed away but that's different because I don't want to sound cold-hearted, but I mean, Terry Funk, he lived a long, successful life in wrestling and he was much older. And yes, it's very sad that Terry Funk passed away, but Bray Wyatt was only 36 fucking years old, man. He was so young. He had a long life ahead of him still. And he had little kids too, which is the saddest part. Us as wrestling fans, yes, we're going to miss Bray Wyatt, but man, I just feel really bad for his family mostly and I still can't believe it it's been a couple days and I still having some trouble believe it I was sitting on the couch scrolling through Twitter on real time when it actually happened so I saw this news like when it first came out like the second it came out and I thought it was a rib I'm like no this can't be true this is not real and then later on it just started to sink in more and more more people started talking about it and a lot of uh you know wrestlers started tweeting about it and I was just I was in shock I was was in literal fucking shock so this episode of snug wrestling i went in to the peacock machine and i did some research and i found what i think top five bray wyatt matches and like the other the top five match episode that i did it was really fun it was bittersweet because of this unfortunate news i did go back and re-watch some of bray wyatt's old matches and that part was really fun and no matter what people say about bray wyatt on this last run there was a lot of mixed feelings a lot of mixed reviews about Bray Wyatt's creative process you know with the lights out match some people hated it some people loved it and it was like a love or hate thing with Bray Wyatt but after going back and watching these old matches the way that Bray Wyatt hit the ground running in WWE he was having some really big matches with some of the really big names and it just goes to show you how good Bray Wyatt really was from the beginning and how much 
WWE really believed in Bray Wyatt. And no matter what you want to say about him, he was always interesting to see. It was a different feeling when Bray Wyatt was on the screen. It was intriguing. It was interesting. You were always curious to see what he was going to say, what he was going to do. And his character was almost hypnotizing sometimes, I want to say, because you kind of just get lost in what he's saying and how he's saying it. Bray Wyatt was compared to The Undertaker a lot. And obviously he wasn't The Undertaker. And there's a lot of people now that are trying to do that spooky, dark gimmick. But the way that Bray Wyatt was doing it was just different. The way that he would go about it was just different. Even the Fiend character was different. Even this last storyline that we got to see with Bray Wyatt and Uncle Howdy, we were all dying to see how this was going to end up. Who is Uncle Howdy? What is going on with that? Is it Bo Dallas? There were so many questions and and Bray Wyatt was sparking a lot of talk amongst fans, a lot of debates, and people were just really interested in what was going on. So now going back to watching his old matches, it kind of reminded me of how important this Bray Wyatt character was to the WWE. And it's just sad to know that we'll never have another Bray Wyatt match, unfortunately, or storyline ever again in the WWE. But we have all of his old matches that we can go back to and we can still relive all the great moments that Bray Wyatt gave us, the wrestling fans. So here are Bray Wyatt's top five matches brought to you by Snug Wrestling Podcast. Starting at number five, we have SummerSlam 2013, the Ring of Fire, Bray Wyatt versus Kane. And this is Bray Wyatt's first match in the main event roster, his first pay-per-view match, and it's versus a legend, a veteran like Kane, in a gimmick match like this one, which is a Ring of Fire. So Bray Wyatt, he hit the ground running in the main roster by feuding with one of the biggest stars ever in wrestling in a match that has only been done a handful of times not just in wwe but all over the world in history so this is how serious this character bray wyatt was this is how much wwe believed in bray wyatt since the beginning they saw big things in this character and they hit the ground running with a big match like this the purpose of this match was to keep the wyatt family away from the ring so bray wyatt and kane would have a one on one in the ring surrounded by fire with no interruptions every time bray wyatt would take a bump or anytime kane would take the bump the flames would raise and it was a really cool visual and the fans would pop for it every time the wyatt family would come close to the ring the flames would go up and the flames going up would serve its purpose it seemed like it was a cage yard no one can get in no one can get out luke harper and luke harper and eric rowan were trying to figure out ways to get inside of the ring without getting burned they would use fire extinguishers on the flames but that didn't work until they figured out that they can use this big blanket that they found somewhere around ringside and they put it over the flames to cover the the flames and keep them from raising and as soon as they did that eric rowan and luke harper they rushed the ring and they attacked kane and this turned into a three-on-one bray wyatt hits the sister abigail on kane and bray wyatt 
Wyatt gets the pin over Kane. One, two, three. Bray Wyatt defeats the Big Red Machine Kane on his first main roster debut match and his first pay-per-view match ever. This was SummerSlam 2013, Ring of Fire. And number four, the Wyatt Family versus the Shield Elimination Chamber 2014. Which faction is the more dominant of these two factions? We have the Wyatt Family and we have the Shield. Both of these factions, they have been running the WWE in the past year. The Shield, they were involved in a number one contenders match for the Elimination Chamber. The Wyatt Family, they come out and they cost the Shield this match. And the Shield challenged the Wyatt Family. If they want to go to war, we will take them to war. The Wyatt Family and the Shield, they would go on to cut various promos with video packages and spooky vignettes leading up to their six-man tag team match at the Elimination Chamber. Dean Ambrose, he was a United States champion during this time. And this is about supremacy, the top two factions that have been running the WWE. The match at the Elimination Chamber, before it even starts, the fans are already screaming, this is awesome. So we have, this is awesome chance right before the match starts. And it is the Wyatt family already in a year they have established themselves to be a faction to be taken seriously the shield the same thing we're talking about seth rollins roman reigns and dean ambrose all of these guys would go on to do really good things within these factions and also individually later on in the future and this is the beginning of it all most of these guys they're just getting started during this time in 2014 and it was an exciting time for a wrestling fan to be seeing these two factions go at it head to head dean ambrose the united states champion he starts a brawl before the bell even rings and all six men are fighting ringside and all over the place but finally the ref gets everything in order both teams go to their corners and the match finally starts with eric rowan and seth rollins all six men they're tagging in and out and there was a lot of intensity in this match they had some good pacing when bray wyatt gets tagged in and roman reigns gets tagged in there's a big pop these are the two leaders of the factions and they have a nice little moment Roman Reigns and Bray Wyatt do during this match. The Shield, they take control. They do some frequent tags. They cut the ring in half and they keep Luke Harper in their corner. But the level of intensity in this match is just amazing to me. They kept the intensity up throughout this whole entire match and it never got boring and never got stale. They kept you on the edge of your seat throughout this whole entire thing. Towards the end of the match, all hell breaks loose and the the match just turns into a fight and they start fighting all over the place. Luke Harper and Eric Rowan put Seth Rollins through the Spanish announce table and Bray Wyatt gets the pin on Roman Reigns. The Wyatt family beat the Shield at the Elimination Chamber 2014. Going on number three, Survivor Series 2015, Kane and The Undertaker versus Bray Wyatt and Luke Harper. Survivor Series is Undertaker's birthplace. This Survivor Series is 25 years that The Undertaker debuted, and it's been 25 years that The Undertaker has been running the WWE. Bray Wyatt says that 25 years is long enough and it's time for a new army of darkness to emerge. His army, the Wyatt family. The Wyatt family, they get their iconic entrance. Kane and Undertaker, they get their entrance too. So right off the bat, this match is already a spectacle. You can just see Bray Wyatt's face, the way that he's just looking at both Kane and the Undertaker through their entrances tells a whole story. Eric Rowan, he rushes Kane and the Undertaker, but the Brothers of Destruction, they take out Eric Rowan with a double 
double choke slam. So we have Luke Harper and Bray Wyatt, and Braun Strowman is at ringside. Braun Strowman, he gets involved during this match, and he takes out Kane. The Wyatt family get heat on Kane, but then Kane turns the tables and gets The Undertaker the hot tag. Braun Strowman, he gets involved again in this match, but this time both Kane and The Undertaker put Braun Strowman through the Spanish announce table, and Kane and The Undertaker win with the tombstone on Luke Harper. The Brothers of Destruction beat the Wyatt family, but even though the Wyatt family did not win this match, Bray Wyatt did not get pinned either. But again, another great big match that Bray Wyatt had the opportunity to be in versus a big name like The Undertaker and Kane. And number two, WrestleMania 31 2015, The Undertaker versus Bray Wyatt one-on-one on a singles match. This is a year after Lesnar beat the streak and Undertaker right now is 21-1. and What is left of The Undertaker? After taking his loss from Brock Lesnar, Taker is weak and Bray Wyatt thinks he can beat him too. Bray Wyatt would cut promos on The Undertaker and Undertaker wouldn't show up until very last minute Undertaker accepted Bray Bray Wyatt's challenge. The WWE Universe went a whole year without seeing The Undertaker after his loss versus Brock Lesnar. It wasn't until WrestleMania 31 that The Undertaker finally showed up after Bray Wyatt was taunting The Undertaker throughout this whole entire year and challenged The Undertaker at a match at WrestleMania. The Undertaker's motivation was questioned for this match. Is he back for his last match or is he back to restart his career and run this yard again? like he has before. The match starts and Bray Wyatt is fighting from underneath this whole entire match. Undertaker is in control. Undertaker gives Bray Wyatt a tombstone but Bray Wyatt kicks out and Undertaker can't believe it. Bray Wyatt gives his finisher to the Undertaker, the sister Abigail. Undertaker counters, hits the second tombstone and pins Bray Wyatt and now the Undertaker went 22-1 and on WrestleMania 31 going over Bray Wyatt but another great moment in wrestling history another great match in Bray Wyatt's career versus The Undertaker at Wrestlemania it doesn't get any bigger than that and that was number two And for number one, Bray Wyatt's number one match, according to Snug Wrestling, was No Mercy 2016, Randy Orton versus Bray Wyatt. I'm probably going to get a lot of heat for this because I did not mention Bray Wyatt's first WWE championship that he won at the Elimination Chamber 2017. I didn't mention a lot of matches here. There was a lot of matches that were really good, but this is my top five. If you guys have your own opinion about it, please please let me know. But the reason I chose this as my number one is because I was actually there for this match. I got to see this match in person and it's one of those matches that I will never forget ever for many reasons. Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt, they had a lot of matches in their careers against each other together. Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt, they won tag team gold. They feuded, they partnered up. These guys know each other really well. The buildup to this match consisted of both of these guys playing mind games with each other. Randy the Viper, he's no stranger to playing mind games. Neither is Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt, who was supposedly the hunter in this whole thing, became the 
The Hunted, and this match was supposed to take place at Backlash originally, but Bray Wyatt attacked Randy Orton before the match even started, so it is now taking place at No Mercy. And when the match started, it was Bray Wyatt that was all over Randy Orton. Randy Orton finally was getting some offense, fighting from underneath, and right when Randy Orton was about to hit his RKO to finish this match, the lights go out, and when the lights turn back on, Luke Harper shows up and he returned to the wwe after being gone for quite some time and there's a huge pop in the arena when luke harper showed up it was unexpected it was great and as i was re-watching this match i was thinking man it's just so sad that not even four years after that luke harper would would pass away as we all know in 2020 Brody lee passed away to due to some health issues as well but i got to see luke harper here in this match and bray wyatt hits his finisher sister Abigail and beats Randy Orton one two three so I got to see Luke Harper I got to see Bray Wyatt live in person in this match versus Randy Orton and that's why this match to me is my number one and I'm never gonna forget this match and those are my top five Bray Wyatt matches tell me what you guys think if you guys have a special Bray Wyatt match that you guys love or that you guys won't ever forget or that stands out to you, please let me know at Snug Wrestling. I'd love to hear about it and I'd love to talk to you guys about it. I'm about to get ready to watch All In at the Wembley, so we'll talk soon. Thank you guys for listening and we'll talk to you later.